Welcome Sunday listeners. In today's episode, I'll talk about a scene from the 1975 Monty Python film, The Holy Grail, a scene that is still relevant in today's eyes. It is somewhat humorous, but quite true in today's times. It's only three minutes and 10 seconds. But if you don't know any better, you could fall and accept socialism, dictatorship, and communism. I know, I know, I know. It's too early on a Sunday to talk about such subjects. But we're here to open eyes, open minds, and open ears. So when you have to have a voice, when needed, you have it. You have the tools. So let's break it down. King Arthur is on his travels searching for the Holy Grail until he encounters a few, let's nicely call peasants that are somewhat politically inclined to defend themselves. Old woman! Man! Ma'am, sorry. What knight lives in that castle over there? I'm 37. Uh, what? I'm 37. I'm not old. Well, I can't just call you man. Well, you could say Dennis. I didn't know you were called Dennis. Well, you didn't bother to find out, did you? I did say sorry about the old woman, but from behind you looked... What I, I object to is you automatically treat me like an inferior. Well, I am king. Oh, king, eh? Very nice. And how do you get that, eh? By exploiting the workers by hanging on to outdated imperialist dogma which perpetuates the economic and social differences in our society. If there's ever going to be any progress... So the peasant questions him and says, well, how did you get that? And he tells him by exploiting the workers, right? It's something that Karl Marx believed in. He felt that the workers were exploited without any part of the company, only to benefit the owner or bosses. So not only is he telling him by exploiting the workers that he got to that position for hanging on to an outdated imperialistic dogma, which is what Karl Marx goes into play, which perpetuates the economic and social differences in our society, meaning the wealthy over the common person. How do you do? How do you do, good lady? I'm Arthur, King of the Britons. Whose castle is that? King of the who? The Britons. Who are the Britons? Well, we all are. We are all Britons. And I am your king. I didn't know we had a king. I thought we were an autonomous collective. You're fooling yourself. And fooling yourself is right. I thought we're an autonomous collective, she says. And when I hear autonomous collective, that brings to mind this summer, Seattle, the summer of love, proclaimed the mayor. Well, six blocks that were held down, captive, or you can really say prisoner against their will for those that actually lived there. It didn't fly over so well. They blocked off the neighborhood. They patrolled the neighborhood. They, they let you in if they wanted to or they did not let you in if they wanted to. Everything was more like chaos. There was graffiti all over the neighborhood. There were guns being towed. There was crime happening. Police were not able to enter. Even the ambulance had a problem getting in to someone that was hurt. 
there were late night gatherings in protest into how the country is being run. They figured their way is the only way. Let's cut from America. Let's be utopia. Let's be autonomous. And it didn't work out too well for them in the end. Because cutting yourself from something that is good only ends up in a tragedy. They couldn't fulfill their needs. They couldn't be autonomous. They needed help. You cannot just cut yourself away from a country and begin to rule prosperously. You need laws. You need order. You need a plan. Go bringing class into it again. Well, that's what it's all about. If only people would... Please, realize... please, good people. I am in haste. Who lives in that castle? No one lives there. Then who is your lord? We don't have a lord. What? I told you. We're an anarcho-syndicalist commune. We take it in turns to act as a sort of executive officer for the week. Yes. But all the decisions of that officer have to be ratified at a special bi-weekly meeting. Yes, I see. By a simple majority in the case of purely internal affairs. Be quiet. But by a two-thirds majority in the case of more Be major. quiet. I order you to be quiet. Marx constantly complain about the working class. Mind you, coming from someone who never worked a day in his life. Just like today's elected officials. Let me retract that just like some of today's elected officials, because they are some good ones that understand what the working class does go through. They don't know what it is to punch a clock, to have a blue-collar job, but they think they can dictate to us on how we should live. We're an anarcho-syndicalist commune. We take it in turns to act as sort of an executive officer for the week. So they take turns. Who's going to rule that week? But all the decisions of that officer has to be ratified at a special bi-weekly meeting by a civil majority in the case of purely internal affairs by two-thirds of majority. You cannot have an autonomous zone overnight. It creates chaos. Our forefathers broke their minds, rattled their brains to come up with the most rational Amendments, Bill of Rights, Constitutions to make it work for years to come. And in return, be quiet is what we get told. And that's not the way it is. And that is what's happening now. The masses are seeing how rigged this election was and is. By censoring you, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Amazon, and now Snapchat. Order you to be quiet. Order? Who do you think he is? I'm your king. Well, I didn't vote for you. And so we shouldn't have that lord, prince, king, queen, oligarchy, imperialistic image in today's time. The people put the leaders in charge to take care of the people, not to exploit the people. So small government is the only way for it to work, not big government. Well, how do you become king then? The lady of the lake. Her arm clad in the purest shimmering samite held aloft Excalibur from the bosom of the water, signifying by divine providence that I, Arthur, was to carry Excalibur. That is why I'm your king. Listen, strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Supreme executive power derives from a mandate from the masses, not from some farcical aquatic ceremony. They think they are king-like, because the people let them get away with it. 
I know some of you dislike politics, but it is important to realize that our First Amendment is being harassed right now as we speak. If in present day you're getting flagged, warned, or banned on a social media, social media platform that is there to promote freedom of speech because you're saying something, let's say, political, then what's next? You complain about an artist and you get banned or a product and you're banned and so on. A movie, a political figure, a friend. You see where this is going? You see where this can potentially go. So back to the movie. Supreme power derives from a mandate from the masses. In other words, we have a voice. We vote them in. People should not be afraid of the government. The government should be afraid of the people. But you can't expect to wield supreme executive power just because some watery tart threw a sword at you. Shut up! I mean, if I went round saying I was an emperor just because some moistened bint had lobbed a scimitar at me, they'd put me away. Shut up! Will you shut up? Ah, now we see the violence inherent in the system. Shut up! Oh, come and see the violence inherent in the system! Help! Help! I'm being repressed, bloody peasant! Oh, what a giveaway. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, eh? That's what I'm on about. Do you see him repressing me? You saw it? I'm being repressed, he yells. We can all be repressed. If we don't fight back, verbally, not physically, but to physically get yourself up and to point yourself in the direction where your voice is heard and going to be heard is what matters. In a nutshell, that is what happened Wednesday, January 6th. Now we see the violence inherent in the system. Shut up! Oh, come and see the violence inherent in the system! Help, help, I'm being repressed! The violence inherent in the system. The violence inherited in the system, he yells. How does one interpret that? Well, we're not saying that government is physically violent towards its people. But there are other ways government could be violent towards the people. And one of them is repressing freedom of speech. That's how it begins. When people are angry and had enough, they push back. So January 6th, Wednesday, the whole world was watching. The whole country had to see what can happen when the elected officials act like gods and treat us like mere peasants. We have every right to defend our freedom of speech, our First Amendment. Children! Children! Gather out. No retreat, no surrender. That is Spartan law. And by Spartan law, we will stand and fight and die. A new age has begun. An age of freedom. And all will know that 300 Spartans gave their last breath to defend it. This is season two of the WR Podcast.
Let freedom ring. More insightful, more delightful, and more punk rock attitude. With your host, Will Ramos.